So we are doing another one of these little epilogues here. I'm not sure how many of these we will be doing here on Independent Thought, but had some fun with it last season. Thought we might try a couple more of these. I'm just kind of curious about what the what the next steps are for you guys. You know, I I know that we have like a local tennis union here in Missoula. I haven't gotten involved in what they're doing here, so I'm not sure exactly what the day to day looks like. You know, how would like what do the meetings look like? Like, how are you guys trying to? figure out like what you're supposed to do next. Like I, I've never been involved in one of these processes before. Can you kind of bring us into the picture a little bit? Yeah, I can take that. Um, I am part of our campaign team. So right now we are focused on um, this campaign, like I mentioned, and basically what we're doing next is we're kind of taking it step-by-step step, um, with the city commission. Uh, like I mentioned on the main episode, the city needs to research something before they even think about voting on it. So we know we need to get them to agree to research on it. So what do we do? We're gonna be holding a town hall where we have members talk to the city commissioners and really hammer home, hey, can you commit to this? You know, um, To do that, we need to recruit folks to come. So we're engaging in phone banking, reaching out to people who have already um, signed our petition or folks who have expressed interest on social media, people who've worked with us in the past. Um, these kind of things basically start to come up and you realize you can build out institutional opportunities to, um, to grow from them. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's more or less how we're kind of going. And then we're also hoping as we get bigger and as we kind of grow in our capacity, we can start to hand more and more decision-making power to uh, members themselves. We're gonna start holding tenants meetings, which will be uh, member-wide meetings. Anyone who is a member is welcome to join. Anyone who's interested is welcome to come see what it's about. But uh, we basically need to start holding votes on, hey, we have this uh, situation coming up. Do we want to handle it A or B? Do we want to try something else? See what the people who are closest to the problem think about the possible solutions. You know, when you said that that one piece earlier that you have to, you know, get them to agree to research it. Yeah, that would just rub me the wrong fucking way. I, and I, I just I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, we're not talking about like a large body of like of people no. here. You know, like it's five people. They all yeah. claim to live in the city. You know, like I I'm, I don't live there, but I, I've been there enough over the years. You know, like yeah. the, the prices of housing at one point last year was like over eight hundred thousand dollars. You have people living in yeah. campers. You have homeless people on your streets. You have people in tents. I mean, why would you need to compel them to research it? Like I, that, that feels like such a slap in the face. Maybe I'm projecting onto it here, but I, I couldn't imagine being given that response. Like, oh, like, well, you have to do a town hall to just to get us to agree to research it. You shouldn't even have to research it. How is it not already known what the problem is? Like that, that feels unbelievable to me. Am I yeah. out of bounds by feeling that way? I, I, I don't think so. No, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, frustrating for us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it seems pretty obvious on our side that something has to be done. And um, I think the, the, 
yeah, the idea of researching, I understand, you know, we're putting out ideas that maybe not everyone agrees with right off the bat, but, you know, I think that these are pretty common sense solutions that most people in Bozeman that we've approached have been pretty darn supportive of. So it does feel like there's a point where maybe you don't have to look into this before you decide, uh, yeah, we should do something. Right. And, you know, I've heard similar things being said on the city council here in Missoula. And it, it just, it blew my mind every time I like where people would bring up housing insecurity and someone on the city council would say, oh, well, we'll look into that. And and I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it because in my mind, it should be the number one issue for not just for, you know, like for your city, but for our city too. And yeah. if you're telling me that they, they also would claim that there's only so many things that they can do because the state legislature has put restrictions on them with like inclusionary zoning and, and so on and so forth. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, if you only have so many options and you're also telling me that you'll look into additional options, that tells me that with the few options you had, you didn't look into all of them. Yeah. And I, I just, I can't even wrap my head around that. I know, I know. So, you know, let me just, let me ask you this, you know, are, what are the challenges that you're, that you're currently facing, you know, as far as maybe like recruiting more people or, or getting resources like what is the biggest obstacles you're facing right now the, the biggest obstacle we're facing right now is getting people to believe honestly the better things are possible i think yeah. um in a lot of our lives things kind of just are the way they are and um most folks who kind of see the way bozeman is changing and the way montana has been changing in general kind of just describe it to like that's the way things are yeah. or they come up with some sort of boogeyman that um, is self-defeating in that it, there's nothing you can, they choose something to, to be upset about something you can't really do anything about. Like it's kind of a joke in town. They're like, Oh, these darn Californians moving in or what's driving prices up so high. And right. whether or not that is a major contributing factor to the cost of rising housing costs, uh, the cost of right. Yeah. Rising yeah. cost of housing that you're not going to, you can't, the city can't put a wall around the city council can't put a ball, wall around Bozeman that says no Californians allowed. So maybe let's start thinking about what we can do about that. Then just kind of sit around and be like, Oh, it's Californians yeah, moving in. Sitting on your hands and being like, Oh, we yeah. can't do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. So I, th I think, yeah, people need to be convinced that we can do something about it. The city commission has the power to do things about it. And if, you know, we're worried about the state legislature coming down on us, then we should be swinging for the fences. Like, why hold ourselves back if they're already just going to come down on us? Yeah. Definitely something that I see is, yeah, this, I mean, it's, it's a part of a, American culture is, is rugged individualism. So a yeah. lot of, a lot of these, these working class folks in town that are, you know, experiencing this hardship or it's like, well, you know, what can I do? You know? Right. Um, and so they never, they have a hard time seeing that if they, if they join hands with the people next to them, that all these voices are, are so much more powerful than these, these rich investors that are buying up all the homes in town and, and the, the people in, in state and local government. Um, it's, it's really breaking this, this idea that you have to do it on your own and realizing that working together we can achieve you know so much so i think that's yeah it's just like that individual apathy 
Yeah, the, the apathy is something that I see all the time. And it's not even just for this one issue, it's for all issues. You know, as somebody like for me doing a political podcast, I talk about issues that are happening to us all the time. And that is the number one, I think, hindrance for people is just that feeling of helplessness, right? You know, like, what what can I do? What am I supposed to do? Oh, that's just the way it is. Like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't really know what to do. So I just don't think about it at all. You know, it it, it feels like, people get so defeated before they even get started. And and I don't blame them. You know, it, it's a yeah. fair reaction. There is a monumental weight being put on people right now with all the different obstructions that we have to over overcome just to live a decent life, you know? Yeah. So I, I totally get that. Uh, you know, just w- one final thing I want to ask y'all before we get out of here. I appreciate you saying extra for this, for this yeah, time period here. You know, when you envision what the end goal is here, what is it that you kind of hope this all comes? Well, what do you think? What do you hope comes to fruition from all of your efforts at the end of this organizing? Do you mean for us personally as individuals or, or for the organization as a whole? Both. Okay. I know what I'm thinking. How about you, Zach? Oh, goodness. Um, personally, I, I want to see like, uh, communities that are, are, are really collectivist centrist, I guess, you know, working together, um, to provide like common, common safety and, and common good, yeah. um, for their neighbors. Um, I think that's just something that's maybe that we've never had, or at the very least have lost over these last, um, few decades is, is all of us working together, um, and, and being a community and in a whole, um, what about you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely echo that. I think a, a thing that people don't talk enough about, I think with housing crises is that when someone moves away because they've been priced out of a city or a town, we're not, they're not just moving away. They are leaving behind a bunch of people who knew them, um, who were friends with them, who worked with them, who maybe grew up with them, went to school with them. And those are connections that even if you are, you know, we have things like Zoom now where we can stay in touch with people, but it's not, it's not the same. We can all admit it's not the same. So I would love, you know, if Bozeman could be a city where you can grow, you know, you can whether you moved here or you grew up here, you can start a family, you can know your neighbors, you can, you know, have your friends' kids know your kids and that you can stay if you want to. Um, I don't think Bozeman has to become, you know, some dystopian village where, you know, no one comes in, no one goes out for us to be able to um, just be able to stay if you want, you know, you don't have to, you don't literally have to be forced to leave. Uh, and what I hope Bozeman United can become to support that is um, just a, a, a political force that reminds the levers of power, the people who are in power, that without the people who uh, live here, the people who, you know, whether temporarily or permanently, the people who work in different places in town, uh, Bozeman doesn't really exist. Bozeman isn't like a collection of buildings. It's, it's, uh, it is the community. And so we need to focus on that. 
had to make sure I wrote down part of what you just said there, you know, thinking about ways to clip little videos here for the when we go to like promote this yeah, episode totally. dystopian village where no one comes in no one goes out <laughs> it, it really does feel like it's kind of yeah. becoming that and, and you know that's it's unfortunate i yeah. have lived in uh, missoula now since 2010 yeah. and over the course of living in in missoula you know very similar stories you know people people who either lived here their whole lives or they came here for school to go to the university of Montana had to leave because they couldn't afford to live in this city. Like how many times you have to hear this story again and again and again, before someone addresses that problem, right? Like people come here, they love this community. They want to invest in this community. The community doesn't allow them to invest. So they have to leave. It's a cycle that just needs to break at at a certain point. And I, I don't think that, the governments of our individual cities have been hearing us. So I think it's time yeah. for collective action to take place. So I appreciate what both of you are doing, what your organization is doing. So I want to send I want to send a thank you to everyone else who wasn't here today, who's also a part of Bozeman Tenants United for all the work that you're all doing. And, you know, again, for those who, you know, want to get involved, make sure that you check out those links in the episode description, follow them on Instagram, on TikTok. If you can support them on Patreon, please do so. And please share this episode with other people, uh, whether you live in Montana or you don't, but especially if you live in Bozeman, please share this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Marco, (laughs) Zach. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just want to say one last thing before we head out. You know, we talked about some wanting to start different chapters in different communities. If you're in the city in Montana, if you're in Helena, if you're in Billings, if you're in Great Falls and you feel inspired to get something started in your own community, reach out to us. We would love to talk to people who are wanting to start something similar in a different town. So um yeah we might be small but everyone's gonna start somewhere absolutely thank you all again for coming on the show today really do appreciate it uh for everyone out there thank you for listening to this episode we will see you in the next one see ya see ya